Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. In three days, people from all over the world are going to celebrate Christmas. It is estimated that over 2 billion people in over 160 different countries across this planet claim that, that Christmas is the most important holiday. It is said that 9 out of every 10 people in America celebra- celebrate Christmas even if they don't claim to be a Christian. 9 out of 10, 90% of our population in America celebrate Christmas even if they don't claim to be a Christian. Even in non-Christian cultures such as Thailand where 90% of the population is Buddhist, it is not uncommon to find decorations put up by December the 25th anticipating the arrival of Santa and even where the tradition of exchanging gifts is practiced. What I'm telling you is that the world is about to celebrate the most significant event in history. And even if they don't get it, even if they don't understand it, that's the power of Christmas. It's the power of of the birth of a Savior. That they don't even understand exactly what they are celebrating. But with so many people celebrating Christmas, you would think that we would have a good understanding of of what Christmas really means. I'm 45 years old. That means I'm celebrating my 46th Christmas uh, alive here on this planet. I, 46 Christmases that I've, I've been able to be a part of. I was raised in a pastor's home. That's all I know. I was born into a pastor's home. So I have heard countless sermons on the subject of Christmas. Being a pastor and being in ministry for the past, I think, 23 years. I believe it's 23 years. I have preached my fair share of Christmas sermons. Some of you that have been around here for a while, you have heard Christmas sermons and Christmas series. And, and, and so I, I know what Christmas is. I know what the true meaning of Christmas is really about. But I'll have to admit to you that there have been Christmases past where I did not think about what Christmas really means because I've been so stuck in going through the motions And I understand that for most of us in the room, if not all of us, it's easy for us to get caught up in the busyness of Christmas and forget what the true meaning of Christmas is really about. To borrow a quote from the Grinch who stole Christmas, the Grinch thought of something he hadn't before. What if Christmas, he thought, doesn't come from a store? What if Christmas perhaps means a little bit more? Man, I think we could all learn from that quote. Is there more to Christmas? Is there more than, 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 than what we have, have, have put in our minds and in our heads? I know what you're thinking. Pastor, I understand what the true meaning of Christmas is. It's, it's about Jesus. What if there's, there's something there that you're missing out on? What if there's a part of that story that, that you've heard for so long that you just didn't put two and two together and you just, you're missing out on this, this, this one key element of the Christmas story? Is there more to Christmas? You bet there is. It's more than a visitation from shepherds and wise men. It's more than an angelic host singing. So forget the presents. Forget the trees. Forget the lights. Forget the food, forget the crazy uncle that's gonna sit across the Christmas table from you that you wish that he would not have have been there, but it's okay. 
I am not a Christmas purist by any means. And so what I mean by that is I'm okay with the traditions. Man, you walk into our home, it is decorated right now for Christmas. And so I'm okay with all that, but for a few moments on this Sunday morning, three days before Christmas, could we just strip down the commercialization of Christmas and focus on what Christmas really means just for a moment? Just for a moment. And if you will listen to me, I promise you it'll change the way that you look at Christmas. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. I want to read verses 18 through 23. Matthew chapter 1. Beginning with verse 18. It reads, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. And then Matthew quotes Isaiah 7 and 14. Listen to what he says. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Will you say those three words with me? God with us us. If I could summarize what Christmas means in a few words, it would be Christmas is the celebration of God coming down to be one of us. I mean, just strip down. You, you just get rid of all the details of it. And, and if I had to explain to you in one sentence what Christmas is about, that's it. Christmas is the celebration of God coming down to be one of us. Understanding this, Christians, that, that Easter is when we celebrate the death and the resurrection of Christ, but Christmas is when we celebrate the arrival of Christ. Christmas is a celebrating the moment when God chose to become one of us. And there is no other religion on planet Earth like Christianity. What separates Christianity from all other religions is the fact that religion requires us to become godlike through our attempts to reach that God. So we've got to get everything right. And if we do this and we do that and we dot this I and we cross this T, then somehow, some way, we become godlike. That's religion. But that's not what Christianity, not true Christianity, Sure, there are some uh, people in Christianity, there are some sects of Christianity that, that they try to make it about works-based, and, and so you have to earn your, your, your salvation, but that's not what true Christianity is about. True Christianity is that God came down to be like us. Rather than humanity trying to be God, deity became human. And that's what makes Christianity so different than any other religion. Going back to the prophet Isaiah, Matthew quoted Isaiah, but I want to share with you the, the, the simple words that, that Isaiah the prophet said in Isaiah 9 and 6. He said, for to us a child is born, 
to us a son is given. Just, just leave that on the screen just for a moment because I want you to see this. Though we celebrate his birth, don't forget the essence of this, pa of this passage of Scripture. It, it is so much more than just a baby being born. That's not what Christmas is really about. It's so much more than that. Babies are born every day. You can go to North Florida Regional. You can go to Shands. You can see babies born every day. You better get permission before you show up or you might spend the holidays in jail. But babies are born every day at hospitals. We see it. Sometimes they're born away from hospitals. It's really not that big of a deal that a baby was born. What is huge is that God became a baby. That God was in a crib. That's what changed everything. But to, to just completely explode your mind and, and, and for you just to walk out of here going, what, what just happened? What, what did I just listen to? Think about this. According to, to this scripture, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. The son existed before the child was even born. The virgin gave birth to a child, but the child that the virgin birthed existed before the virgin ever got pregnant. Therefore, the son was given, not born. A child was born, but the son was given. For God so loved the world that he what? Gave. He gave his son a son was given but he chose to do it through the birth of a child in hebrews chapter 2 and verse 9 it reads what we do see is jesus who for a little while was given a position now i want you to think about those words for a little while according to scripture here 33 years is a little while so for some of you that are still waiting on that candle, that, that, that answer to that prayer request that you have, you're still waiting and you're holding out, just remember, 33 years is a little while right here, okay? What we do see is Jesus, who for a little while was given a position, a little lower than the angels. That's important. A little lower than the angels. And because he suffered death for us, he is now crowned with glory and honor. Yes, by God's grace, Jesus tasted death for everyone. Jesus, the everlasting Son of God, we cannot fathom this, but He has always been. The child was born, but, but the Son was given. The Son has always been, therefore God had to give Him. And Jesus, the everlasting Son of God, became a little lower than angels. What's interesting to me is just a couple of verses before this, the writer of Hebrews tells us that we, humans, we were made a little lower than angels. So understand what the writer is telling us. That Jesus was made a little lower than, than angels, just like humanity was made a little lower than angels John chapter 6, verse 32 and 33, Jesus said this to them. He said, truly, truly, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Listen to what he says in verse 38. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. 
Then you go to verses 50 and 51, and Jesus says, this is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. He is establishing that he has always existed. That he is one with the Father. And that he came down to become one of us. Why do we need God to come down? Why is that so important? It's because our sin had brought about pain, suffering, and even death. Without sin, we would have never needed a savior. But humanity in the Garden of Eden messed that up. And we're all born sinners. And the only one that could fix it was the one who created it. How many of you know that if, if, if something goes wrong with, with the, the lawnmower that I have, I want to take it back to the people that are trained to fix it, right? I, I, I have a craftsman lawnmower. I want someone who knows how to fix a craftsman lawnmower. If, if you drive a Jeep like I do, you, you want to take it to the Jeep dealership. You want... Humanity, the only one that could fix us is the one that knew us better than anyone else and that was the one that created us. When he said, let us make man in our image. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were all there at the creation of humanity. Let us make man in our image. And he was the only one that knew how to fix us. It goes on to say in Hebrews 2 and 14, it says, because God's children are human beings made of flesh and blood, the son also became flesh and blood, for only as a human being could he die, and only by dying could he break the power of the devil who had the power of death. You see, church, the power of death was broken because God was willing to become one of us, and only the creator could conquer death, only the giver of life, the one that breathed the breath of life into the nostrils of Adam, only that one. That being is the only one that could conquer what sin had created in death. And some people may ask why. Maybe this is a question that floods your mind during the holidays. Why did it take 33 years for Jesus to die on a cross? You ever thought about that? Why? I mean, couldn't he just as easily been sacrificed as an infant? I mean... Couldn't he just have arrived on the scene as a full-grown man and died for our sins then? Why? Why did it have to take 33 years from his birth to his death? Understand that Jesus did not have to grow in his deity. Jesus had to grow in his humanity. He was already perfect, completely God. We needed him to become completely man. Perfected in his deity, he had to work at being human. And you would have never bought into the salvation had he come as a 33-year-old man and died immediately. We needed him to go through what we went through. Think about it like this. Have you ever, as an adult or, or an older student, have you ever raced a child in a foot race? And, and you give them a head start in anyone? Have you ever done that? 
I, I mean, I remember when my kids were younger, I would say, okay, you go, and then I would wait, let them get a little bit of a head start, and I mean, I still do that with Caleb. I mean, it's just, but... You give them a head start. Pastor Scott has recently challenged me to a game of one-on-one basketball. And so what I've decided to do this morning is invite all of you down to the gym right now. And we're going to... That boy just got scared. He's like, whoa, whoa, what? No, recently in a discussion, he decided to challenge me to a, a game of one-on-one basketball. And, and at first... I thought, you know, maybe I'll spot him a few points. Maybe, maybe that will make it a little bit more fair. But the next day, he was still running that gator, <laughs> talking trash, which led me to say, you may not even score. Oh, it's going to happen. It's going down. Bad back and all. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to whip that boy in basketball. You know this, okay? You don't even need an update. It's done. <laughs> to tell us die. It is finished, okay? I'm not going to give him any points. There's no shortcuts. No shortcuts. Say no shortcuts, Pastor Scott. Say it. I didn't know how this message was going to go, but it just got fun. (laughs) No shortcuts. God became human and started where we have to start. Birth. Oh, it just paints a completely different picture of the Christmas story, doesn't it? To understand why it was necessary for him to be born. No shortcuts for my salvation. He didn't take the easy way. Completely God said, I'll work on it. I'll become completely human. Just for you, Rocky McKinley. No shortcuts. That means that, that God had to learn how to communicate in the flesh. Goo goo. Gaga. Mama. Dada. Oh, is it messing you up? Did you think baby Jesus just came out just, just quoting scripture? Is that what you thought? <laughs> fully human, learning to talk, learning to walk, learning to feed himself. That's what God chose for me. That's what God chose to do for you. To go to school at the synagogue and to study to show himself approved. He chose to come here 
as a child to learn how to make friends. To learn how to be a leader. That's why it was important for God to come in the form of a baby. A son was given, but a child was born. And God became flesh for me, and God became flesh for you. John chapter 1, verses 1 and 2 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. So Jesus was there in the beginning. Everything was made through him. He was part of the Godhead Trinity. He was there calling the shots. And then John 1 and 14 says, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us with no shortcuts. I will come and walk through life exactly the way that you have to walk through life. And just in case you don't remember, he even chose to die just like it is appointed unto us to die. At some point, we must die. And he said, I will even go through that. But the difference in his death and my death is that through his death, he became a spotless lamb. He became the sacrifice that would atone for my sin. That's where only the deity could come in. That God would die for me. So as we sit around this Christmas and we go through all of the traditions and everything that culture has created about Christmas, and I'm not against it, I'm not against it, I, I, all I'm telling you is this, during this Christmas season, just remember that no matter how hard I tried, I could not go to God, but God could come to me. And he did. I couldn't get to him. But he couldn't stay away from me. You, under your own ability, you couldn't get to God. But in his reckless pursuit of you, he couldn't stay away from you. That's what God did for us. That's why it was important that God would come as Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.